0: It absolutely felt like the the world exploded today. Uh Like, I woke up today and I was thinking, today I'm just gonna do science, you know? I'm just gonna do my experiments. Maybe if I tweet about something, it's gonna be about science, about an experiment or something. Mm -hmm. And very early it became clear that that was not happening at all. Yeah. And then I felt like, oh crap, this is the worst day to do science. Because this is, things are happening now, and I want to be a part of making sure that it goes well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I was just catching up on your thread. Um, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the, yes, for, for our listeners, there's. Um, We're recording this as there's talk about uh, doing a scientist march in Washington. And so I've been seeing a lot of the tweets from you, Liz, Jedida, and Chanda and other people, like really stressing that you want to make sure that this march is going to be intersectional and like this need to call on scientists who have never had to think really about activism or politics before and get them up to speed. Otherwise, as in your words, like it might be pantsuit nation all over again.
0: Yeah, I... (laughs) <laughs> that that was very forefront in my mind because both of the movements are growing at the same rate mm-hmm. so for context March for Science they had a group and I think maybe the first day they had like 3,000 followers and then the start of the next day they had and that was on Twitter 3,000 like 24,000 on Facebook um some number to like half a million and they may be more than that at this point as a closed group mm-hmm so, and then they went from thinking, oh, maybe we'll do a march to now we're going to do a march and I'm trying to organize things. And yeah, we want to make sure that it's in- inclusive, or that um, there were some comments about trying to make science be, they want the science march to be apolitical.
2: But, and, you know, that doesn't make yes, sense
0: because science is inherently political. People do science. So it is inherently political. Uh Like your funding is political. Not to mention it is government funded. Yes, exactly. Most of it's government funded. Or like military. Which means that we can't do research on things that the government doesn't want, which means what the people aren't interested Mm. in, i.e. why we can't do gun research. Because there are laws that say that federal funding cannot do research on guns Mm. and gun control.
2: But. I didn't even know that.
0: That is true. (laughs) There's no research not government funded you can't do it but i think this is also interesting and people are very wary i myself am wary um but also playing this game of wait and see and interestingly enough trying to get people to include intersectionality in the beginning and not as an add-on is really I can tell that it's different for people, mm-hmm. especially when they try to like, okay, let's have a category and let's call this diversity. It's like, no, you don't have a section that's called diversity.
2: Yeah, that's inherently not di- Like, that's just tokenization. Inherently
0: not diverse. What we were saying is that we want the intersectionality to be incorporated into the very existence of this group. Mm-hmm. And trying to get that concept through where people are in science are so used to thinking about diversity initiatives, about diversity funding, and it's always a separate issue and it's just not how it should be done. Not to mention, and I think I'm starting to feel a lot like the activist me is kind of coming out, like the anger is coming out, I think, because when I think about who the people that I see pushing for intersectionality are, what groups they belong to, um, a lot of women of color, but the bigger thing that I'm thinking about is that if this actually works, everyone benefits from that. Yes. Yes. Every single person benefits from that. And so if there's an LGBT group, if there's, um, a trans group, if there's a, like a women centric group, if there's, I don't know, like they're even like your religious based groups or religion for science. Mm-hmm they're going to be able to exist more freely than they could have before because people stood up for intersectionality mm-hmm, when people mm-hmm. were saying, oh, but that's not necessary. Yeah. Oh, let's have a separate committee for diversity, but let's not make it a part of our main mission. So let's see. Let's see what they do. Let's see how they listen. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm sure we could do something way better.
2: Yeah. And I think this is a great intro for this special episode that Liz just recorded at the beginning of January. absolutely. At the, Thanks for keeping us yes, on track. Zana. Undergraduate Women in Physics Conference at Harvard, <laughs> where Liz was a, both a panelist and a workshop leader.
0: Yes. I facilitated a workshop on building community, which was interesting because um, it, and I had some things planned, but it ended up being this kind of question and answer where people would talk about what they saw lacking in their community And I was just answering with strategies. And I thought, wow, I actually really know how to build community. (laughs) Like I I had all these strategies. I sounded like Olivia Pope. And I'm not not trying to like dramatize it, but just the idea that I came out and I had like five strategies. And I had like all these these plots of like, Mm. okay, now what's your faculty like? You know, like asking all these questions to figure out who like these. Yeah, I I don't want to belabor the point, but.
2: Um, The point being, it helped me see that I knew a lot. Liz was fantastic. You should probably (laughs) get her for more of these things and make sure you pay her. I didn't
0: know that I knew that much about building community. Mm -hmm. And I, but if you, I mean, you know this, I did a lot. Yes. And all of that took strategizing, working from a position of not having power, but getting, what's that called? Working from? Below? (laughs) (laughs) I know the word below. I was looking for one of your fancy words. I know. I'm sorry.
2: I'm so sorry to disappoint you. Um,
0: That's fine, though. But just um, the conference is great. And what you're about to hear for this week's episode is actually a small interview that I did with several women who were participants of the conference. Again, this is the Conference for Undergraduate Women in Physics. It happens every year, and it has for at least the last 10 years and over 1500 women participate and it's just an amazing experience for women and um and this year there's also a big push for intersectionality which i thought was really great Mm -hmm. but these are amazing women and getting to talk to them about their early experience with physics and i thought it was really great zion what did you think
2: yeah i thought it was um yeah it was fantastic to hear So many different voices from different institutions, and like everyone's Mm -hmm. personal stories about how they got interested in different aspects of physics, from astro to to fluid dynamics, Um, right? And also, it it was really interesting because, like, it even as these were individual journeys, you very much um, got the sense of how they were locating themselves in relation to their community. What did it mean to Mm -hmm. do science as a woman for other people? Yes. And I think that this seems more needed than ever. Of course, as we're talking about now, things have shifted to talking about the uh, March for Science, and like the sort of question of if science is not apolitical and if it's neutral, like how do we make sure that we have a truly transformative science? Mm-hmm. There, where we can reimagine the foundations of of power and structural structural institutions. Like, one can hope that the March for Washington would help to galvanize scientists in terms of like having a new view of what their subject can do and what their place is in the world and not to accept the world um, as is, but to try and push for greater change. I couldn't have said it better, Zine. Oh, And also I forgot we didn't actually introduce. So this, um, this is the last you'll be hearing from me from this episode because this, uh, I was not with <laughs> Liz in Harvard um, doing this interview and we are the PhDivas, a podcast about academia, culture, and social justice. I'm Dr. Zain Yao, and since I'm the English PhD, this is the end of me for this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dr. Liz Wayne. You'll hear my voice doing the interview because I was at the conference. Anyway, Very stay tuned. I know, I try. I'm sorry. I try to be lovable that way. You know, I I embraced at an early age, I embrace the fact that I'm awkward and I try mm. to make it adorable and loving. And mm. it's kind of worked for some people and then the rest of them I don't remember. So anyway, stay tuned and thank you for listening. <laughs> oh. Oh, so actually, you guys will probably be able to relate to this. You know, like when the breaks are over, so either the first of the first day of school is here or spring break or whatever, and you're just walking on campus and it's all quiet, but you hear like two high-pitched voices like, and, go, and then they're, like Aah! and it gets like higher. I, <laughs> I, need a, I need a list of like real big names of people I know. Um, but yeah, you know, like, oh my God, I'm so happy to see you. So, welcome to the PhD list podcast. I'm so excited. I'm turning this so that the audio, because you guys are all kind of this way. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome. We are recording for an episode of the PhD This Podcast. And I have a very special group of of women. They are all aspiring physicists and astronomers. And um, yeah, I don't know how else to introduce them besides to let them introduce themselves. Why don't you start?
3: Sure. I'm Danielle. I'm an astrophysics major at
4: Columbia University.
5: Mm -hmm. Um, Hello. I'm Claire. I'm studying physics, Uh, hoping to be an astrophysicist at some point at Cornell. (laughs)
4: I'm Amelia, I go to UConn, and I'm studying physics and human rights, and I want to pursue astrophysics. Oh, you were the one who
0: asked
1: the the question, the human rights question. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Hi, I'm Carly, I go to Brandeis University, and I'm a physics major. And I'm Margaret, I go to Brandeis, and I'm a senior physics major.
6: I'm Sheila, I go to Clark University, and I'm studying physics
7: and computer science. I'm Sophie, Uh, I go to Cornell University, and I'm studying engineering physics. Awesome. I'm Dory, and I study physics
8: and computer science as well. Dory, I can't
0: get over Dory. <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh, I'm like, you're Dural- Duralia. Yeah. Duralia, but just say Dory, like, finding Dory. I'm like, oh, yeah, now yeah. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> like, we have the same kind
8: of memory as well. So it's mm-hmm. totally fine. We're the same. We're like the same. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, from so finding email one or
0: finding email two?
8: One, I didn't see the second one, which
0: I have to say. <laughs> I'm so offended, like Like, I really don't care, but I like emotionally care for like 10 seconds and then we can move on. (laughs) Speaking of moving on, (laughs) so why don't you guys tell me, like how did you become interested in physics? Like what was your first like, oh, physics is cool and you don't have to go in any particular order.
8: I have to say, I started with my high school teacher. Yeah. yeah, he well, he was a professor at Seton Hall University, and I was taking his course. You're from Jersey. Yes. <laughs> and he um, he was always so enthusiastic. It was this um, this guy who just came from Jamaica, and mm-hmm. he has such a thick accent, so I couldn't understand what he was saying. But I can always understand his gestures. It's like,
6: wow, <laughs>
0: look at me <laughs> wait. was he like? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Had this! And so you he know he had a dance. It was like a dance move. Oh, absolutely!
8: So I, you know, seeing just just his mannerisms mm-hmm. and just seeing how enthusiastic he was without understanding what was coming out of his mouth and what was being written on the board. I was amazing like physics. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. <laughs> yeah.
6: I I kind of have to echo that though. Like I didn't know that much about physics. I always was really interested in building stuff in engineering. And then when I went to high school, I had physics in ninth grade, and my wow. physics teacher, my physics teacher was like my favorite teacher, and she just like the way she taught. It wasn't some like abstract science, and it was like not all math based. She made it realistic, and she made us realize all of the real world applications. So I that's what I found to be my first like in into the physics world. So the real world applications yeah. is be helpful for you. No waves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if yeah. we had any dance moves. We had we had different little uh, creatures, such as the physics elves. Wait, uh, so like uh, um, to, like instead of explaining gravity, gravity didn't exist. It was just like the physics elves pulling you down. <laughs> it, it's just like, little things like that that you like you don't really think about, but it's just like adding like humor and yeah, bringing it into like the real world it helped a lot
1: for me.
0: Yeah, we're gonna bring it into the world. And I goes, oh, you know, be real. Um, but yeah, I like your engineering comment because I'm not gonna lie. As a high school student, I did think engineering sounds hard. I think I'll do physics, um, and that just sounds so stupid, right? <laughs> <You just laughs> around, but, but I also didn't. I knew what physics was from reading books. I didn't know what engineering was. So, yeah. and ironically, now I'm in engineering. <laughs> so anyone else? So we're talking about what we liked. What brought us to physics, our first like interaction with physics?
4: I would say I've always been really interested in it. I always asked my parents a ton of questions about the stars whenever mm. I was like going to the beach at night. But um, I read this girl's selfie caption in like eighth grade, <laughs> and it was a quote by Lawrence Krauss. I'll never forget it. It's my mm-hmm. favorite quote, and um, it explained about how we all... The atoms in our body come from stars, mm-hmm. and I read that like five times over, and it was the most profound thing that I've ever heard. From a selfie quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. it changed my life. I messaged her like a year ago to let her know. Wow.
9: Yeah. So I was going to take it's... my
0: selfies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it more seriously, like Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, <inaudible> <laughs> hashtag all day. But I like that, yeah. It's yeah. interesting. So ever since
4: I heard that quote, I felt like I'm studying myself when I study physics. And I've always yeah. been more into astrophysics than physics.
5: Mm-hmm. So,
9: wow.
4: Yeah, and as I've learned more, I've just loved it even more. So, <laughs> <laughs> Um,
5: For me... Physics was a, a consequence of loving space. It never was my first love, neither was math. I honestly mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a humanities major until my the like, end of my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. It shocked my parents. Just <laughs> shocked my parents when I told them, yeah, no, I think I'm going to do physics. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you're, not. <laughs>
2: you're not doing
5: physics. Um, but I mean, I, as, I, as I learned about it, and I realized that it doesn't have to be a serious stoic study. That if the physicist is funny, the physics can be too. If yeah, you know, like okay. if you, it's the person, not the study. Um, you make it what you want, and that was a really large realization for me that I, I could do it, even though I never thought I could before. Even though I loved space my entire life, I could do physics. Even though I, I just I never thought I could. Why didn't you think you could? Oh man. Um. So from from birth, I'd say until end of my sophomore year. I just had no mathematic acumen. Like I could not. I it, it would it just. My father is a very methodical man. He's very good at math, mm-hmm. and he would sit with me for hours, and like he couldn't get me to do it. I just I wasn't patient enough. I wasn't methodical <laughs> enough. I wasn't I wasn't anything enough to like get fit, like math done, and so that kind of ruled out physics a little bit. Yeah. And then end of sophomore year, something clicked, and I just got better at it. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious because I keep having these dreams of if, when I when or if I have children, I want their first word to be calculus. Like, I just, I just like
9: no, I like, I'll joke
0: around even with like my nephews or like my friends. because like, can you say algebra? Like, like I'll just keep saying algebra, algebra, algebra. algebra, algebra. Like, just in case, like I just want it to be like, oh, oh my God, you are gonna never fail math. And I would have that dream. Watch, I'd have you know maybe someone like what. Oh Art. Mm-hmm. I feel art. I want to do selfies of the world.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I relate to that too because my first love was always astronomy. I'm like, I want to be an astronomer, and physics is boring, and math I just happen to be good at. And then I, as I got more into studying, like I just wanted to know purely about space. And then the questions I started asking, they were like, you know what? That's all physics. It is?
6: <laughs> oh my
3: god! So, then that broadened my my goal to not just be an astronomer, but an actual astrophysicist. And I, now I see physics more as a tool to study what I love, and it's so it it's so necessary and fundamental for everything. I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, I look at it more as my toolkit, to to do what I love, study space. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: I'm really seeing. Does anyone else want to add? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my uh, first real interest also harkens back to my high school days, which were not that long ago, but, um, Don't yeah. age me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there's an observatory, uh, like, right by our high school, and so I did a lot of work there, um, and learned a lot, but I realized that, you know, I love, like, we took, uh, did a lot of astrophotography, um, and looked at a lot of comets and stuff, Mm-hmm. I didn't just want to like see these beautiful things, but I really wanted to understand them. Mm-hmm. And that's how like that's how I got nudged down physics. Because I was like, in order to understand this, you know, I need to, yeah. need to study this. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted it to go from like a pastime to like something I you really understand. Like, hey, right now we're,
0: we're dating cool. and that's kinda cool, but yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna open like Facebook it. Sorry, let me add my age. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs>
9: So I took physics junior year of high school, and the first first month I was absolutely miserable. Like, I remember crying the night before my first test, being like, I don't know how I'm expected to know any of this. This is way too hard for me. But I had always really liked math, so I just thought, I'm just going to be a math major when I get to college. And then my physics teacher did this thing he called a science question at the beginning of class. And he said, we can talk about whatever you guys want. For ten minutes at the beginning of class, as long as you have like a serious discussion about whatever it is. So some of the questions are really silly, but the first one that was asked, my friend asked this question about time travel, and I was like, Oh my god, like I love sci fi movies, I love Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and then we got into actual science behind it, and I was like, Wait, some of this stuff in that I see like on TV is wrong and some of it is right and there's real science behind it. So wrong. And I was like, this is really cool. And I don't know, I just thought it was so interesting. And so I remember my parents were surprised when I said, I'm going to take AP Physics next year, senior year. And they were like, OK, like, you didn't like junior year physics that much, but whatever you want to do. And I took AP Physics, and I got a lot better at it. And I really liked it. And I found it a way to use the math skills that I liked so much. And I like it a lot better than doing like big math proofs. So I'm really glad I did not become a math major, and instead went into
1: astrophysics. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of themes here. It's really good. Did you? Sure. Um, I actually came to physics, too, because of math. Like, I really liked math a lot, and I'd been told that physics took math, but in the real world or whatever. But I, when I actually did it, it, it was really cool to see, because you could, like, see, I would, like, see things falling and then think of the equations and then tell everybody I knew equations about it, and then they would tell me they don't care. But <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice. And it was also my first introduction to working in groups with people mm-hmm. and being able to talk to other people about physics and work out problems together and see how people think in very different ways different ways about the same things that are happening. Mm-hmm. That was really cool for me, so I wanted to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really
0: resonates, because I often talk, when I talk about my undergrad days, I say some of the most fun I've ever had was doing problem sets. Because it was fun, like you would spend all night, and they, we're not studying all night. You know, yeah. we're working, and they're like, fuck, forget <laughs> this, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to make this work, and then we're arguing, <laughs> and then we're like YouTubing, and, like, and then you know, usually I'm like you know what is two. I'm done. I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like you, you And then people are like, you're such a nerd. I'm like, but it was so. It was kind of fun. You know, you, once you got to be friends and you're like Absolutely. making all these these connections with people, um, and it's really interesting because you guys. I feel like physics is horrible in a way. Well, let Sometimes. me touch. You know, <laughs> a lot of you are interested in astrophysics, or you, you like, you did math, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, I guess you know physics. Let's do it. And it's really interesting. I think that there are a lot more women in ast- astronomy and astrophysics than there are in physics, and like that's really reflected in this room. I'm kind of curious. Although you guys had these childhood connections to it, and I'm, I'm kind of curious, um, why you think that. I know that's a good question, why you think that might be, or maybe that's not a good question. But um, what is studying, moving from having a childhood love of astronomy and astrophysics and physics to and math to now pursuing it in an undergraduate level? It's mm,
5: a good question. Um, I'm sure it's different for everyone. But for me, you know, growing up, it was enough to know the facts. It was just enough that I could kind of regurgitate what I read in my last Jupiter book.
2: Like, Mm -hmm.
5: you know, I I had like a series of books about like all the planets. (laughs) Of (laughs) course. Like, of course, guys. Um, uh, But once I got to college, I realized, well, you you know, that's great. I'm glad I can explain all the facts about the planets. I'm glad that I grew up knowing like that's Jupiter, that's Venus. But I don't have the math tell you why they're there. Like, I don't have the physics to tell you how they stay in orbit right now. So for me it was <laughs> for me it was transitioning from, okay, like I can I can tell you a bunch to, you know,
0: I can I can know why. And for some people, did that love of the science and what you did that love intensify once you started actually studying it, or was it tested in some way? And if so, in which ways? Oh, It was definitely a push and pull for me, like (laughs) gravity.
5: The little elves, yeah.
4: (laughs) Um, But I mean, there were definitely like the intro physics courses that I took. I got absolutely destroyed. I still have stress memes, but like surprisingly, like the higher level classes, like quantum mechanics, was really interesting to me. Or like optics. So I don't know. It there were certain times that I was like, you know, f this. I'm gonna go do anything else. But then there were other times that I was like. Wait. This is this is why I'm here. Yeah. Um, and in regards to your question about when I wanted to pursue it professionally, um, there were just there are just so many questions that I've always had about astrophysics and physics that the only way that I think I could be satisfied, um, or the only way that I could learn enough to be satisfied, would be to pursue it professionally. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, on some levels. What do other people think? <laughs>
3: I kind of relate to that, though, because I just kept asking more. I wanted Mm -hmm. to know more. And eventually, the experts ran out of answers. And you have to go research this. Mm -hmm. That's an active field of research. You want to know, you have to go find out yourself. So I needed those answers. So I have to (laughs) study astrophysics to figure out those answers. So that was what really motivated me to keep on going.
5: Mm I mean, also, how amazing is it to be like the first person to know something in, sp- yeah. <laughs> in yeah. space? Too. Like you are know, the first person to know like there's like I don't know, a big ass cloud out there. Like <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> <I don't know. laughs> how cool is that? On my first
9: day of my job, we were like in the elevator, and my boss asked me what I liked the most about being like an astrophysics yeah. major. And I told him knowing things that no one else knows and I realized it came out kind of funny and he was like, oh, like thinking I was being all pretentious, like, I know a bunch of stuff you don't. But I more meant the idea that you can discover something and have something so incredible like to share with everyone, mm-hmm. and the idea that you're actually finding things out that you that no one has ever known before compared so to like good. years and years of school when we've just been reading, this person learned about this and this person did this, the idea that I could keep learning and keep learning new things but it's not something that's all been done really excites me. I think this is
0: hilarious because now that I have my PhD I went from the I'm gonna learn things no one knows and then like oh no one wants to know this. You're like wait I'm the only one. (laughs) It's like like this tiny little violin. Oh, but I think that's also part of science communication as well and trying to get people to understand why is this important. Like also why is it interesting, but why is it important? What benefit does it have to society or just for human knowledge? But yeah, no, it's really great to see you guys so inspired to see you guys motivated. It's funny, astronomy had
8: the complete opposite effect on I me. Mean, like I've always liked it as a child and then coming going into school I was like, oh I want to do astrophysics. And then my freshman year, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to do astrophysics. I, I don't I don't care that much, unfortunately." <laughs> and I was pushed into doing research in fluid dynamics, and I fell in love. I completely fell in love. And I and while it's so cool to see the stars and know what's out there and like you know how all these things work, but for me, it's like uh, I want to do something closer to home. Like I want to help everyone now, like I don't, I don't want to help them later, I don't want to help them now. Like the
0: sun will destroy itself <laughs> yes. in 5 billion years, but at least we know. Yeah. <laughs> we have only five more,
8: 5 billion years to live on this planet, like we, we, we might as well do something with that little time. What I do appreciate
0: telling people though is like, did you know that wow. it would take 8 minutes for us to know the sun's not there anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> technically we're like eight minutes. Anyway, but, yeah, that's interesting. Um, oh man, um, so I'm actually curious. What classes have you taken so far? Like, what were your favorite classes in physics?
5: It was
8: fluid mechanics. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That's surprising. Huh? It was so much fun. I loved it. It was like a graduate level course too, because my professor, my advisor, was like, "Come, like, like just take the class." And I thought he was gonna know how dumb I was because I didn't. I was like, "Oh my God, I don't know anything. I didn't take ODE at the time either." So I was like, "I'm really screwed." And then, no, it was a lot of fun. I <laughs> like fell in love. God, it was my easy A class. It was my only easy A class, and I can say it with confidence.
0: Did you sit in the back of <laughs> the room, Were you're all smug? Were you like the smug kid for that semester? No, no,
8: I wasn't. I, I no, was always in Excuse me, professor.
0: Excuse me. R squared. Forgot the square. <laughs> Cause there's always that kid. There's oh, always God, that kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs>
7: what about other people? My favorite was last semester I took mathematical physics, um, and that was just such a cool, such cool math, and it's such cool math to like talk about because you're like, oh, by the way, I just integrated around the singularity, like a <laughs> complex like, plane. It's like, but I understand how it works too. <laughs> So I, I really enjoyed that.
4: I thought optics was really cool. Optics is the best. Yeah <laughs> yeah. I was in twenty one credits last semester, so I had to drop it like halfway through. But I'm gonna I'm staying an extra year just to retake it because it was that interesting to me. I don't know the seeing how everything everything tied back to astro for me. Um, and I don't know. I really thought it was cool. Uh, there's just so much that like I didn't realize I didn't know and I don't know. I know so much more about the properties of light, which is really
0: interesting. Yeah, light is light is interesting and oftentimes optics gets optics is like that poor like that middle child no one pays attention to. Yeah. Like, oh that's, optics is easy. Oh just no Snell's law of refraction and like yeah. <laughs> there's so much to it but quite often it kinda gets Like they'll put it in electricity, magnetism, and quite often there's only like you know four weeks worth of optics work, and the rest of it's like so it's really like um and now we'll cover optics and now we're done yeah (laughs) so yeah it's really awesome yeah it's a really
4: good tool for astronomy of course Mm -hmm. I was the only girl in that class bringing it back to
0: women in physics (laughs) yeah how many of you guys have ever been or are frequently the only only something in your in your course so either only woman or like person your ethnicity.
1: Gender. Yes. Uh, I was once the only girl, but that was in a math course mm-hmm. that a lot of the physics majors took. So I made a lot of friends in physics in that math class, but mm. I was the only girl there. Cool. Several times,
4: especially in the lab sections, which are a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am the, I'm the most girls are, that are ever in a class is like five for me. And sometimes the courses are about 40 or 50 people.
0: That's pretty good.
4: Yeah, and when two
5: of them are out sick,
1: we a lot more lonely.
6: Like you guys, like, all right, and one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're missing two. <laughs> uh, okay. I've Some, been, oh, yeah. I mean, something that um, I know I was talking with uh, a few other people about earlier is that even when you're not the only person in the class, a lot of times teachers will break up into small groups, and they'll be like, oh, so we've got, like, Five groups, and there's five girls, so I'll just put like one girl in each group. And so, (laughs) even when you're not completely isolated, usually when you break up either into like a lab section or a smaller group of like a discussion or something, it's like oftentimes you become even less. Right. And studies actually show that's a horrible thing to do. You actually should put them in. Closer. And it's it's definitely like like we were talking mm-hmm. about when i most of the time that I've been put in that situation Everyone's like, oh, well like you probably have really good handwriting. Do you want to like take the notes? And it's like <laughs> Thank you for making that assumption, but I actually have terrible handwriting <laughs> And I like I'm really good at this other skill that would be very helpful Like I love to solder and I'm really good at soldering and I'm better that I was better that, at soldering than most of the people in my high school like engineering classes, but like if you go into a group and they're like, Oh, it's a girl, they can do like all of the writing yeah. stuff so it looks nice and neat. I'm like, I love to organize, but that's not my only skill and I really want to do like the building and the, the yeah. physics and the engineering. Yeah,
0: yeah I think um, being a physicist changed my personality a little bit. Like there's the person I am, um like in my natural environment, and then there is what I am when I'm doing physics, and I feel like I had to like become dom- more dominant. Like, you have to walk in, like, no, all right, this is how it's (laughs) going to (laughs) happen. And then, like, relax afterwards. It's like, no, no, I think we should do this. No, that's good, but let me try that. Like, oh, you know what, you've been feeling with this, it's not working, why don't I try it? And then they're like, oh, okay, this is working. We're going to (laughs) – someone's organizing everything. And, again, I know that the word organizing has negative connotations sometimes in terms of, well, that's what women can do, but – but that's also what leaders do. You figure out what people do on the team well, and you let them do that thing they do well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> other experiences. Yeah,
8: I've been, I've been used to being like the only girl, and since I was like ten years old, because mm-hmm. I used to play the drums, and I started playing concert bands since I was ten, and I was like the only girl doing drumline. I was the only girl doing this. I was only, and then I went to vo- vo- vocational school, and then I did computer science. So out of like twenty people, it was like myself and one other girl. So I was so used to it since I was ten years old to be the only girl in the room, and um, and we kind of just grew up with this attitude. Like my mom, like there was only one time that a high school teacher had brought it up to my attention, like oh, like you can't be the the little drummer boy because you're not a boy, and I was like, but I can play the snare drum it's better than any of these guys, and that was like the first time I was ever like put off by it because I didn't mm-hmm. know that it was like a thing, mm-hmm. and then my mom my mom she's a very strong woman she goes don't let anyone tell you what you can or can't do you march back there you yell at him <laughs> like you tell him snap 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 <laughs> and, and you march there and tell him if you want to be a boy you're going to be the boy <laughs> like, you don't need to be you don't need to have some like a different set of genitals to like do your job like you know and my mom like she was right like there's so after that like instance in high school I was always demanding like no okay you're gonna listen to me if I ever heard anything like remotely sexist or like I like to say like um, strange comments because I always give everyone the benefit of the doubt I'll just be like okay no whatever and I'll just like either talk over them and just continue doing what I need to do and then just walk away (laughs) and make my presence known I'm like walking away I'm done and um it's it's so it's it's a funny ride for me so even now in my physics classes i may be the only it's myself and another girl and my computer science classes as well but it's kind of like i'm used to it already so it's i don't see any other world besides just being a little bit of uh just a little bit of us always yeah and (laughs) i think
0: i understand that a lot i was also the only woman and i think um I have to admit that I, I went I got to a point where I stopped noticing or, or more likely I I shut down the part of me that wanted to see other women because I had to survive. <laughs> but then when I got into spaces where there were women, I was like, "Wow, but I can like I felt like I could relax more of my personality and I felt like I could um what I dressed like, what I what I wanted to say, what my interests were did not in any way take away from my ability to lead a team or be good in physics and to have that ability to actually relax when I didn't realize I was so tense was like yeah. a profound experience for me and it made me feel like angry. Because again, mm-hmm. like I don't really mind, right? This is still me. and am still this is like a different version of me. It's like if we're all like if we're a spectrum and like I had to spike up this per- part of my personality for these environments, mm-hmm. like wait, but I, I can show these other things which I'm actually more comfortable in. So it's so interesting to see the different experiences versus women who. Kind of always had women with them versus being the only one, and how you navigate that, and how you rationalize your your identities. Absolutely.
4: Um, yesterday, my friend and I overheard some conversation about trans rights or something, mm-hmm. and we looked over at each other and started smiling, and we because um, we're both from the same university, mm-hmm. and we were like we were so used to like interjecting in other conversations, but it's usually to like redirect. The other people in our <laughs> department are like to tell them like why they're a little misguided to put it nicely, um, but here we were like oh my god I want to interject in this conversation and contribute because I feel the same exact way, um, and I think that speaks volumes.
7: Yeah, I mean I totally empathize with what you said about tensing up, just because I my freshman year joined a, an engineering project team and I was one of three girls out of like forty people on this team. And I was the only one who like went into the machining role. So I was the one girl out of 20 people who was doing machining. And then I kind of left the team last semester, but I was told, oh, now there's like 10, 15 girls on the team. And I came back and I was super excited and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm not gonna be alone. I'm not gonna like be the only girl at the machinist's lunch, right? And I get into the machining room and it's 10 guys, and I'm like, all right. So when you said they were like, immediately like tensing up, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this this does this is affecting me. Like I'm going back into bros right now, and I do have a bro part of me, but it's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It was very noticeable as like a response to the unexpected of like, oh, I thought there were gonna be girls, but there were there aren't. Yeah.
0: And for me, I, I mean, I'll let. I don't want to. This is your interview. It's your world. But I'm just thinking about how. Some of it is invisible, because what I'm ta- the awareness that I'm talking about isn't something that I articulated or even understood when I was doing it. It's more like getting into a different sphere and realizing, oh wait, was I, um, was I performing in a way that I didn't know? So I'm, we're gonna have to wrap up because I want you guys to be able to go to the wonderful panels that are happening. Um, you guys all are amazing. I'm like, so happy to be in your presence. Um, what would you say? What would you say to you, your younger self? Like, what advice would you give, or to any other like um, girl who's interested in physics? So either another, either advice for any women in physics, or thinking about something that you've learned over time. What would you tell your younger
1: self? Um, I tell I tell someone like it's gonna be hard, and um, if you decide that like you really don't like it. Or um, for like whatever re- reasons, then you're know, like it's okay to stop. But also, that if you're working really hard, you see it's really hard, but you still can like find like the like you still have that same love of it, um, and you should like you should keep on going. But to definitely know that it's like, going to be challenging, um, and kind of I'm working on this all the time, but trying not to fight that as much. And just kind of understand it because you know it's easier when you kind of eliminate kind of that certain tension, and you can just um, you can accept that you know there will be times when it's going to be more challenging than others, but try to work with that. Mm-hmm.
4: And going off of that, I'd say that it gets more fulfilling as you uh, get further into your degree. Um, because, yeah, the intro courses are trash. They, like, are designed <laughs> so that <they laughs> you fail. But then as they go on, they're, like, smaller classes. They're stuff that you're interested in. And if you just, I don't know, it's, like, the worst cliche, but if you just keep going, it, it gets way more interesting. It gets, way- the, it gets better, mm-hmm. can you? Yeah.
7: yeah, yep. I think
4: that something that
7: I would have liked to hear um, when I was, like, in high school choosing my major would have been, like, all of the guys act like they're the smartest person in the room, but they're not. They just have like they just think they are, but like you're just as good at them as them. You just have a healthy sense of like not being the smartest person on earth, um, <laughs> which I guess isn't told to them. <laughs>
9: I would say two things. One, learn Python, or at least Mathematica. Like, be comfortable yes. with some of that yeah. before you get to college. I had no idea, and I got there, and I was like, I am so screwed with all of this. So I wish someone had told me, like, the summer before, get some computer skills. It's important.
0: And watch hidden figures. Yes. Um,
9: also, like, watch out for who you're studying with, because problem sets and studying can be really, really fun and help you make great friends but it's also kind of a vulnerable place because you're admitting what you don't know and admitting that you need help and you wanna make sure that you're doing that around people who are actually going to help you instead of making you like feel dumb for not knowing it because I know that happened to me a little bit and then in the back of my mind it was like, oh, is this because I'm a girl and they're all guys and I don't know if that was just me thinking that or they subconsciously were thinking that too mm-hmm. and it came across. But um, I just think who you study with and who you spend your time learning the subject with changes, one, how much you can learn about it, and two, the way that you feel about the material you're learning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
5: Um, for me, well, I, I definitely agree with that. If you're, you should you only be with people that you, know, you trust and you like. That's, I think that's really important. But one thing that I, I learned, and it took me a very long time, was it's always OK to ask for help. Like. I, I, I there were there was a lot about physics that made me feel like I just have to know it. I should I should have come in here and known that already. I should have known what was on the board. Like I should have known how to do this piece. Set. Of course I shouldn't have. I mean I'm learning it right now. Like how was I supposed to know it coming in? So for me it was I would tell myself never be afraid to ask for help because if you act like you deserve the information, people are gonna give it to you, and you do deserve the information in way. I can go back and And bring the podcast with me. And bring the podcast with me. Oh, I feel so empowered. Um,
0: well, thank you so much for staying with me and for doing this interview. I feel very inspired and I hope you guys had a great experience at this year. Feel free to keep in contact with each other, keep in contact with me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you. uh, yeah. if you're from the same school, please, yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> so close with your friends. <laughs> yeah. um.